Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lilia Gustin, empowerment coach, light worker, womb wisdom guide, and artist. And this podcast is all things empowered lifestyle and self discovery. You'll hear from both me and amazing guests who are shining their light into the world through their unique magic, stories, wisdom, and methods to guide you deeper into your unique and fullest expression. We are empowering true autonomy and inspiring along the way. If you love what you hear, please reach out to me or leave a review. I'm so excited for you to come join us in this corner of the universe. This is the Empowering the Light podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Empowering the Light podcast. As soon as I said that, my cat across the room just like zoomed by, like almost knocking down our mirror and everything. So we are ready to like zoom into this amazing podcast episode with our special guest today, Paige Northrup. Paige, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. We were just chatting about some of the topics we want to get into it. Guys, this podcast episode is going to be so much fun. I actually like prepared for this and I have a bag of popcorn with me because for some reason I was getting this vibe that like this is a popcorn eating type podcast. No. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that, how that goes. Um, but before we dive into everything, I'd love to introduce you guys to Paige. So Paige is a holistic esthetician or facialist. She's a tarot reader, a Reiki healer, and a witchy goddess. And I really love that end part of your bio. I was like, yes, I'm feeling that vibe. <laughs> Welcome. Yes. Thank you so much for being here with us. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. Thank you for that intro. I'm so excited to talk about these things. Um, I'm so passionate about like spirituality that whenever somebody opens that door to have a conversation, I kind of just can't stop talking about it. (laughs) Yes, that's what we're here for. So I love it. We're ready to dive into all of it. So before we get into uh, Reiki and tarot and all of those things, I'd love to hear your story. So how did you become Paige Northup that you are today like what was your spiritual journey getting you here what led you to tarot um yeah what tell us a little bit more about you who is Paige Uh, well it's a long story I suppose but um I really started getting into spirituality and it started with tarot for me um I've had some friends in high school that were really spiritual and I would always be drawn to them and we'd talk about different things and it was always really exciting just to have these conversations that were so outside of the norm because I was kind of raised in more of a um, Christian family dynamic and I never really resonated with that Um, and then I got my first reading when I was in high school and it like changed my life it was from somebody's family friend and we were just hanging out at their house and I got this reading and instantly like full body chills I was like on the brink of tears. It was just incredible. And that very night I went home and I bought my own deck. Um, And it was the same deck that he gave the reading with because I was just like so drawn to these cards. And I didn't quite know um, where I was going with it or how it was gonna work. And to be honest, it took me about five years until it really started flowing for me with tarot. Um, and during that time, I also got really into witchcraft and um, experimenting with that. I had a couple of different mentors who taught me things. Uh, it really helped me to connect to my own lineage that I had and kind of this part of me that I didn't know could exist really opened up. Um, and since then, I've like been a high priestess of a coven in Portland. And that was a really amazing experience of like connecting with other witches and um, really growing in my craft, but also understanding other people's side of things. Um, 
And then more recently, I actually got into a spiritual spa, which really opened up my ability to do services and offer this as something that I can do in my business world. Um, so that's been really incredible to get Reiki certified, to have mentors and spiritual teachers all around me at all times to like talk about ghosts with, talk about crystals with. Um, and so it's just been really an expansive process to like be able to offer what I can do for people to a wider audience, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And take all of that knowledge and all of that wisdom that you've been working through for all these years and, and really be able to thrive like in like a spa setting and in like a business setting is so amazing and so powerful. And I just want to like celebrate you for everything that you're doing. I love your page. I like love, I love, I love you. I love talking about all this stuff. (laughs) I love you too. And you know that you were a huge like inspiration for me this summer. Like before I knew I was going to do this as like a life path thing. Like I thought, oh, I can't do this. I'm young. I don't know how to make it. And then I see you going off and doing what's in your life path. And you're giving this knowledge that you are meant to share in your lifetime to people. And I was just like, that is so powerful. I want to do that too. And so you are a huge inspiration for me, like getting into this line of work and I'm getting emotional already. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional too. That is so sweet. That, that touched my heart. Thank you for that. That was, that was so special to hear. Okay. We're getting into all the feelings, even at the beginning. And I love it. Um, yes. <laughs> there was so much I wanted to dive into from just what you were yeah. saying. And I kind of want to go before we get into like tarot and really getting into these bigger topics. I want to first touch on, I'd love to know what lineage you are. That just Mm. fascinates me. I don't know anything about it, but I'm very curious if you're open to sharing. Um, And the other thing is, I love that you mentioned like talking to people about ghosts. I grew Mm. up, Mm. my dad was a real estate agent and sold historic homes. So like I grew up going to these like 1800s homes on the East coast here and they're so spectacular and they're so beautiful and they're so full of mystery and like history and many of them are haunted. (laughs) So I like grew up hearing all the ghost stories of them and being like, wow, like this is so amazing. Like maybe one day I'll see a ghost. They just like historic homes just blow my mind. And for a moment there, I thought I was going to go into architecture because I love them or architectural history because I loved it so much. And then that ended up not being my path complete side note here. I love that you mentioned about talking about ghosts. I'd love to hear your Mm -hmm. opinion on that. If you would like to talk about that today. Um, but yes, I'm going to pass it over to you. I just spit like spit out a ton of things. Um, so yeah, lineage. Okay. I would love to learn about that. So my lineage is like, I, I found out more specifics through like DNA testing with my family and stuff, but, um, it's mostly, uh, a lot of Irish, Scottish, that kind of thing. And when you get into that, you get into like Celtic lineage. Um, And so like, who were the Celts? They occupied that area during a certain time. To be fair, there has been a lot of migration throughout history in that area. Um, So you might have a lot of Norse if you're from that area as well. Um, Even if you don't associate them with that, you know, area on the map or whatever, there's a lot of like crossover there. So um, for me, connecting to my lineage meant finding out where I was from, first and foremost, um, and then kind of realizing traits about myself that connect to the land there. So for me, when I think about my ancestors, I see them on these like rocky cliffs in Scotland looking over the water. And I think about the power that they once held there. And um, I've had a lot of Reiki sessions. I've had a lot of, you know, past life regression stuff. And 
I've found so many visions of like the powerful people that were in my lineage that held that land and held a lot of magic and a lot of power. So tapping into that and connecting with my ancestors has been a really good way for me to find that power within myself and also to honor um, kind of the old ways of practicing uh, before Christianity kind of, you know, covered up a lot of the old ways. Um, there was a lot of uh, feminine empowerment there that I think is really lost. Um, there's a lot of goddesses. There's a lot of um, just beautiful connection to the earth. Uh, it's very pagan. It's very that. And so me finding that path for me, though I think all spirituality is kind of a mixed match of whatever suits you, um, really helped me to kind of tap into like this wild woman within myself that existed on that land and felt the dirt beneath her feet and just like experienced all that the earth had to offer her. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say on lineage. I think, uh, I think everybody should tap into where they come from um, if they're able to, or just if you feel really connected to a land for a certain reason, follow that. Find out about the history. You know, I found out that my ancestors were on the Isle of Skye in Scotland and like tracing them all the way back to indigenous people that lived there, you start to realize, oh, we all used to kind of live in this way that was more earth centric. And I always strive to live closer to that. So I'm very inspired by them. <laughs> that was so inspiring and so powerful. That was just also so beautifully said. I just was listening to you and I felt like I was being like transported through like a story, like into these like beautiful, like mysterious times that were so empowering, especially for a woman. Mm -hmm. And I love that perspective. I love how you were talking about that. And I think it is so interesting, like looking at our lineages and looking looking at like how our ancestors lived and so many, so many lineages lived so close to the earth. Like that was just the norm. And I feel like now we're, we're so like disassociated from the earth with like modern technology. Yes. Quarantine isn't really helping. Um, oh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been like, I've been feeling that too. I've been feeling like this need of like, I just need to go out into nature, which I haven't had a chance to do because of quarantine, but I can feel it. Mm -hmm. It's like in our bones it's like in our body this need to be close to the earth because we are an extension of her like we are part of her and it's it's so beautiful to look at how different cultures in the past have honored that I love how you mentioned you you mentioned like Norse being like in that area as well right mm -hmm. that's where my lineage comes from I'm oh. my lineage is Viking <laughs> and then Eastern European from like Ukraine and Poland Oh, which wow. probably Very also had a ton of Viking people. in it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of magic there. Wow. That is so amazing. I've never actually heard anybody say that. I was just like, ooh, I love that. Yes, go that. Mm -hmm. um, but I just remember like dreaming when I was little and like we like learned a lot about the Vikings and like we would like hear a lot of stories about it. I was just remember being like, wow, like that is kind of cool. Despite all the terrible things the Vikings did, like mm. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of interesting like looking at looking at yourself in relation to like ancestors and looking at yourself in relation to these cultures and also then being able to pull back and be like and it's also so amazing because we're we're all like this beautiful like cosmic energy at the same time and like having that duality is really cool when when connecting to ourselves again yeah absolutely that's amazing yeah those those two groups are both known for a lot of magic so I think it's interesting that you would have both of those things and then kind of look into their 
their traditions and their rituals and like practicing them yourself, you might feel something light up inside you that you never knew was there. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. I love that. Now I need to like go search all that. I'm like, now I want to go Google that and get more books Mm -hmm. on that. I love that. That gave me like so much food for thought to now to now go and explore that. And I invite all of our listeners, like if, you, if you've been feeling called to explore your lineage or your heritage or to feel empowered in mm-hmm. uh, different practices that came before you, like go Google search it, like go try it, <laughs> like go start yeah. looking it up. And do you, Paige, have any recommendations for people who are, who are listening and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like I now really want to dive deeper into my lineage. Do you have any recommendations or suggestions for getting started with that of like what because I know that's, it's probably a very vast field to then start looking into, like, <laughs> yeah. looking into like my ancestral magic. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any recommendations for people who are t- new to this idea, but want to dip their toes into it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's a couple of things. First off, I think if you can actually track real lineage uh, through DNA or something like that, or through your parents' tree, or like go ask your grandmother things, Um, I really recommend doing that if you want to feel like if you're the facts-based person who needs to trace the tree, which I had a whole tree drawn out. Like I, I go in, um, I do the research and I think sometimes that can really connect you to a very specific place. Um, The second thing I would say is um, I think if you get any Reiki healing or a healing session or past life regression, now I think past lives um, and ancestry can really intersect because I think often um, we are a past life in our lineage, if that, you know, like we used to be one of our ancestors. Um, So I think if you can connect to some kind of specific storyline and kind of follow the thread from there, um, you can do that with a professional. There's a lot of really great people that do past life regressions, more shamanic work um, or a Reiki healer. Obviously that's a great way to do it as well. Um, or you can even do a meditation, like, um, there's some good ones off of YouTube that you can just do, make the space, make the time, open your mind to whatever, bring a journal so you can write it all down afterwards and kind of keep exploring where that's coming from. Um, and then the other thing I would say is if you want to try and call in your ancestors in a ritual format, um, or it could be through meditation, you can be like, Hey, I would really like to call in an ancestor to kind of show me um, where I come from. And the important thing with this is to call in a well ancestor. Um, One of my mentors, she always emphasizes that not all of our ancestors were well, not all of them were good people, not all of them had the best intentions, but there are some out there that do really want to give you wisdom and knowledge to use in this life. Um, And so you want to call upon your well ancestors so that they can give you guidance and knowledge. And if you're really good at channeling, maybe grab a notebook, grab a pen and just see what comes through. Um, And maybe they can use you as a vessel to kind of give you what you need to know. Yes, I love that. Those were also like so accessible, like things to get started that were really accessible and really powerful. I've personally done a past life regression before and it's like crazy amazing. It's, it's like really fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) It is so cool to see like what you feel and what comes up and, and to experience that. And for me, it was like healing a wound that had come from a past life, which like, as soon as I started exploring that made so much sense because I couldn't figure out where, where it had come from in this life and Mm -hmm. doing that, like a past life regression where I was healing and kind of like, um, 
almost like when you're doing an inner child type uh, meditation where you like go back to your inner child and reparent them. It was like you going back and seeing that, that girl or that woman and, and like tell, like telling her everything's okay. And like healing her wounds. And it was so amazing. I remember coming out of that session, like bawling and in tears, like out of just like pure, like energetic amazement that like, I had Mm -hmm. no idea that even existed. And it was so amazing. For me, it was like during an Akashic record reading that we did it. And it came up while we were doing that, which was really cool. Um, So I love that. Have you had any uh, memorable past life regressions or anything like that? Like, have you had any similar experience? And it's totally okay. If not, please don't. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, So I've had a past life that has like been it feels like it showed up all throughout my life in little ways. Like when I was young, I would be really obsessed with a certain time period. And anybody that knows me knows, like, I would go all out on that. I'm a big history nerd. And I would obsess over those time periods. I would dress as I'm doing my hair as I'm like, whatever it was. And I think I liked to become these other people from different times. Um, And so one big one for me, I realized when I was in Prague, um, a couple years ago, I went to a graveyard and it was uh, really intense, but it was important to me that if I was visiting Prague and Czech Republic, I also acknowledged a lot of the horrible past that went on there. Um, and I was walking through the graveyard and as, here comes ghosts. As I'm walking, <laughs> I feel a little girl hold my hand. And I was kind of like, okay, the spirit I'm walking it's definitely something holding my hand and I'm walking and this little girl is just lost and scared and so I finished walking the loop of the graveyard and then as I'm at the exit I kind of I turn and I say goodbye I don't see anything there um but I just feel her and I know she's there I feel her energy um and then I leave and I was like I didn't say a word the whole time and then I got out of there and I was like whew and anybody knows like Old Town Prague is one of the most haunted places in the world. So there's a lot of spirits there. Um, but then I have done a couple of past life regression meditations and I returned to that space where I was the older brother of this little girl. And my job was to drop her off at school, make sure she you know, came back on time. Like I was in charge of taking care of her um, during this time. And I mean, I can still feel the texture of the tweed coat I was wearing, you know, the shoes I was wearing, the sound they made when I was walking across the cobblestones. Um, and I know that I, I felt guilty because I did not save this little girl that I wasn't taking care of her. And that was like the whole story that I got from it. Um, and I want to continue to like go deeper into that story and find out what's going on there. But it's really interesting. (laughs) That is so amazing. I was literally here, like my eyes were like cute. Like our listeners, you can't see us on this video, but I was listening to this like so enamored. My eyes were giant and I was like slowly eating popcorn. And this was amazing. I want to thank you for sharing that story with us because that's so beautiful. And that's so wonderful to have that, have that experience and have that story come to you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Like, thank you so much for sharing that with us. That means so much. I had a, yes, yes. So for me, mine was, we were healing. So I used to get these visions of like knives or like something like cutting. It was like into my wrists. I had them like into my feet, like into my Mm. eyes, like these different areas in my body. And it, it started coming up when I like started my, um, sensing energy as a teenager. Like as soon as like, I was able to be a little bit more sensitive and 
Mm-hmm. Sensory, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is energetically <laughs> awakened. sensitive, awakened. Yeah. As, yeah. Soon, as soon as my energy centers and my like kind of spirituality started awakening as a teenager, this started popping up. And I remember it was so difficult as a teenager. I was like, I don't understand where this is coming from. Like, I personally don't feel like this has any relevance to my current thoughts in my life. And it freaked mm-hmm. the hell out of me. I was like, yeah. I don't know what's happening. And my parents didn't know what to do about it either. And eventually I just kind of shoved it down and pushed it away and didn't let them happen. And for a few years, those visions went away until I started meditating again. And then they started coming back. And, and I was like, this is weird. Like, this is interesting. I don't, I don't understand like the timing of this in my life. And, and I was on that Akashic record reading with one of my mentors, which was really amazing. And this was before she became a mentor. I got off this call and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to work with this amazing woman. But um, I was doing an Akashic record reading with her and I had no idea what an Akashic record reading was, but uh, toward, towards the middle, I felt called to like tell her about those visions that I had. Um, and I, I didn't plan on telling her about them at all. And she was like, you know, it sounds like like maybe they could be something from like a past life. And I was like, my jaw like dropped open. I was like, that would make so much sense. I've been trying to solve this mystery for like seven years. And now like I'm Mm -hmm. figuring it out. And we did like a past life, uh, like shamanic meditation to help me connect to uh, that, the person or that, that past life. And it was so wonderful. It was, it had to do with, the kind of like the imagery and the story that came up had to do with being a womb healer or like a midwife, a doula, like all of that at a time when it wasn't really accepted <laughs> and yeah. at a time where, where I was often persecuted. Um, wow. and, and I saw, I saw this, this woman who was like a past life version of myself. Um, I saw this woman and she was like, wearing like a dress that was really tattered and she had like cuts and wounds all over her from like abuse like from abuse like from people attacking her and it was so amazing to like I saw her walking towards me and then we like held hands and it felt so like real and the healing process of just being like everything's okay like you're okay oh my god I don't need to bring this into my own life right now like I see you I understand you and like it's okay for you to like who you are and it was so amazing I came out of it being like I had no idea I could like feel an energetic experience like this and it was it was amazing it was very healing and now whenever those visions come up now as if I sit there and I tell myself like I'm safe it's okay like I'm safe here and I'm safe in this life they'll go away which was like the simplest thing to make them go away that I've been trying to figure out for seven years and all of a sudden it was just realizing what they were allowed them to like relax and pass away and it was amazing past life regressions are awesome they are super awesome wow I got chills when you were saying that because I just realized that like that past life person passed on being a womb healer to you in Mm -hmm. this lifetime so you're really you were getting those visions for a reason because you needed to heal something from your past life or an ancestral thing even um so you're really taking she passed the baton to you and you're really taking that on in a new way for her in a way she couldn't. Thank you. Oh, that's so magical to hear. I was getting (laughs) chills when you were telling your story too. And it, it was amazing because that happened right before I started, like right at the beginning of me starting my business, like before I actually got comfortable, like using my Mm -hmm. voice in that way. And, um, 
it definitely was like a powerful, powerful part of that of being like, it's okay for me to express this now. Like I live in a world where it's okay for me to like put all my energy into talking about menstruation <laughs> and <wounds Yes>. and <laughs> cycles and tantric yoga practices and all these other things. Um, which was, which was really beautiful. Thank you for opening up this conversation. I want all of our okay. listeners just to know that we don't plan our podcasts in any way. Like we just hop into them and see where they go. And this was such a cool direction for it to go in. So thank you Paige, yeah, for sharing all that. Of course. I yeah. mean, I love talking about all this stuff. So you get me open. I will go for hours. <laughs> I love it. I do too. I do too. Which is one of the reasons I love this podcast is we get to talk about it and share it with others. Um, yes. I love it. Okay. There's so many different directions we can go in from now. So we want, definitely want to go into tarot. We're going to go into that. I'm also curious, you had mentioned Reiki from the perspective of Celtic lineage. Um, mm-hmm. And because we are just on the topic of lineage and past lives and ancestral healing and all of that, I'd love to get your take on what what is Reiki, first off, for everyone who's listening that doesn't know what Reiki is. And then what does that look from a, like a Celtic perspective? Okay, awesome. Well, okay, so Reiki is, um, it originated from Japan, but it's basically a system or a process of energetic healing. Um, and some people will use it in a medical sense, um, though I would say couple that with traditional medicine as well. Um, but, you know, like physical healing of the body can be done through Reiki. Um, I work more on an energetic perspective. So basically, I would go through all the main chakras or energy centers, and I would scan them all, kind of see what's going on in each chakra. And then from there, you're removing things, you're removing old energy, you're removing past traumas, you're removing things that are blockages. Um, And then what you want to do at the end is flow what we call Reiki. And Reiki is just universal love energy. Um, So when you flow Reiki to someone, you are flowing pure love energy, and it's not coming from you, the person, you are a vessel to deliver it to the person. Um, So basically, you're aligning all their chakras, you're balancing out their energies. Um, Throughout that process, everybody does it differently. But oftentimes, you'll get images of past traumas, maybe you'll get images of past lives. Um, You can get different readings of I often get mantras when I meditate over people's chakras of like things they need to hear. Um, And sometimes I'll sneak that into facials when I'm doing it too, um, because oftentimes people need to hear like, I'm safe, I'm beautiful, I'm spending this time with myself. Um, So whatever each chakra needs, I give it that energy, I balance it out, I'll pull cards. Some people use singing bowls, like there's really so many directions to go with Reiki, but overall it's just sort of a healing session, yeah like a way to flow energy. Um, And then as far as the Celtic perspective, this is something I'm still kind of discovering on my own, but um, I got Reiki certified officially uh, in the fall. So I'm still pretty new, but I'm a level two practitioner. And as we were going through, you know, people use a lot of chakras, people use a lot of um, Reiki symbols uh, are a big part of Reiki. So there's one called Chokurei. Um, and you would draw that in the air and it's sort of a spiral shape and you draw that over them and it means certain things. And you can learn a lot of different symbols and apply those to your Reiki. Um, I prefer to use symbols that resonate more with me and my line because I'm not somebody who comes from the Eastern part of the world. So I prefer to use things that come from my own lineage. Um, so I'll use the tree of life 
as more of my examples. Uh, I use a lot of crystals and um, I like to use sigils that I make as my symbols. Um, and when I'm chanting or using other things, um, usually they tend to be a pendulum and my cards. Always have to use those. Um, so that's kind of my perspective of it. I think Reiki is something that has existed forever. But it was only in Japan in like 1920 that it was actually defined and created a process for it. So I do think it's important for anybody who's doing this to get Reiki certified to really understand how to flow it. Um, Reiki in essence is any energy healing and we have been doing that for thousands of years in every culture all around the world. They all have their own version of it. Um, so I prefer to take a route that feels more like what my ancestors were doing in a hut, you know, over somebody, holding their hands over their body and pushing energy in and out to try and heal them. Um, and I think there's a lot of different directions you can go with it again, but um, that's kind of more the route I'm taking right now. I love that. That's so beautiful. First off, thank you for explaining that process um, to us, including myself. I've never actually had a Reiki session before. So that was, Ooh. I know, so that was really amazing to listening to that. And now I'm like, kind of want a Reiki session. So one day when we're in the same state, I definitely yeah. want to come to you for a Reiki <laughs> session. But um, I love that you pull from your lineage and I love that you pull from what intuitively feels right for you. And I also love how you mentioned that as you're sending this Reiki energy, you're a channel and you're a channel to send that energy. And I think that that's something that sometimes gets confused and lost in the healing arts, especially people who are coming new to it, is that like we're, we're not necessarily the ones healing, we're the ones as creating a channel for that healing to happen. And I think that I love how you worded that, that you were a channel for that, that love energy to come through for that person. And I think that that's something that's so special about like, the healing arts about being a healer or whatever whatever title that is like being a practitioner of these things is that is it's so beautiful to be able to open yourself up to be a channel for whatever that person needs like you said opening up for those mantras to come through and what they need and it, it's a really like beautiful experience to be a part of and I encourage anybody who's who's thinking of becoming like any kind of healing practitioner who's just like you know what like I'm so nervous like what if I can't heal somebody or like what if like to take the eye out of it and to realize that you're more of a channel for that healing and, and that it gets to be really beautiful and really natural once you get into it, which is amazing. And that's what exactly what like the feeling I got when you were exp explaining Reiki it was a feeling of very much like, this is such a natural, like occurrence that that our ancestors have been doing for 1000s and 1000s of years. And it's so beautiful hearing it from that perspective of of almost that ease as you're talking about it, which is, which is really beautiful and very empowering to listen to. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's definitely being a channel is really important um, in any spiritual work that you're doing for other people, because if you're using your own energy, you exhaust yourself and then you get yourself tied up in the other person's energy and you don't want to do that. And I've had to learn how to be very careful with my energy and cleansing my energy and separating my energy and, um, so if you're really, you know, gifted at channeling Reiki, tarot, those are both really good routes for you to explore. Yeah. Love it. Okay, tarot. Now that was like perfect segue. <laughs> I love how, I just love how these conversations segue so naturally and so perfectly into like all these yeah. amazing topics. Okay, oh. let's enter the territory of tarot. First off, again, like with Reiki for anybody who's listening and they're like, I actually have no idea what tarot is. Um, 
or like the subtler energies of what tarot is because I feel like in western culture we there's like a like a stigmatized idea of what tarot is but it's not actually what tarot is so mm-hmm. I'd love to hear your perspective of kind of like clearing those misconceptions like what really is tarot okay yes <laughs> so tarot is an amazing divination practice um and divination is an umbrella term for like anything that you do that kind of helps you predict things so astrology could be considered divination runes there's so many different ways to do things if you get visions that's divination um so it's one of the forms of divination that um it's become more and more popular right now and more and more like understood um but it's using a specific deck of cards tarot cards um which has all kinds of different suits and a major arcana, and you lay them out in specific ways to interpret messages. Um, So for me, tarot is less about the definition of the cards and more about the channeled messages that the cards trigger. Um, And it can be different for different readers, but basically um, it's just another way to receive information. Um, And they have a lot of different visuals on them that will give you clues to kind of what's going on in the card. Um, but tarot reading is an amazing practice. If you are going through something in your life and you're trying to figure out which path to take, um, if you kind of just want an overview of what you're going to see in the next year, um, I often like to watch YouTube, like yearly forecasts or monthly forecasts. And there's a lot of great YouTubers that will do really good reading. Um, but I think where tarot gets a little misconstrued is there's a lot of people that don't believe it's real or you know, kind of like with anything magical and fun, people are like, oh, it's, it's fake. They're making it up or they know information about me. Um, and I will say it's true that there are, you know, psychics out there that are phony and that's been recorded throughout time because that's just a thing. Um, but generally, if it's being received by the right person, uh, it's correct information. Um, I have not once had a reading where somebody said, um, you know, that's totally untrue for me, unless they weren't ready to receive that information. So it is, uh, I will say about tarot, it's not like Oracle cards. Oracle cards are gonna be, um, you know, like self-care Oracle or crystal Oracle where you're pulling a specific card to give you a message. Tarot cards, you usually pull an array of cards in a spread as we call it um, and tarot is going to tell you what's going on. They're not going to beat around the bush. They're not going to make it light and fluffy. Tarot is, you know, it shouldn't be taken lightly. It's not a party trick. It is serious stuff. When you're getting that information, I'm going to tell you about your shadows. I'm going to tell you about what you're doing to yourself. I'm going to tell you about how you can improve or where you need to go in life or how you need to change your perspective. Um, And often, you know, people are, right on the message and they're like wow this is really accurate for me right now and i'm so thankful that i got to sometimes it just confirms things for people so it's like oh i was feeling this way and this really confirms what i was feeling um sometimes it's like oh i wasn't really sure if that was the right choice but you're saying that this is showing a better route for you so i'm gonna try that and then they try that they get back to me they're like oh my god i'm so glad i didn't go the other route so it's great for advice. It's great for guidance. Um, and it's really just an eye opener for everybody. And I think everybody should get a reading at some point in their lives um, when they're prepared and ready to like really hear it. <laughs> oh, I love that. We just, you did a, re- a reading for us recently in our last new moon circle, which we're recording this in January of 2021 right now. And we had like a new moon circle a few weeks ago. 
And Paige so kindly did a tarot reading for us at the end of the circle. And guys, it was so spot on. Like everybody in the new moon circle afterwards was like, I feel like you were speaking directly to me. It was so amazing. (laughs) I was one of those people, like everything you said was totally spot on for what I was feeling, what I was going through. And it's really amazing how this idea of being a channel and channeling those messages. I love how you gave the perspective of some people read directly like the cards and the symbolism on the cards and others focus more on the channeled messages that come through from the cards. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize there was that, that, that difference. That was really beautiful to, to hear those two different perspectives of how you can do it. And it's just amazing. Like, like tarot readers, like yourself it's amazing to hear the messages that come through you like the messages that get channeled because they're like you said they're like exactly what people need to hear which is amazing it's just thinking about it and thinking about our world and thinking about what we can do from like a body energy mind and like spirit level especially when we're like when we balance all of them it's amazing what what this body, what this world, what we can accomplish and what we can go through and what we can experience, especially when we start opening ourselves up to, to these practices that are more than just like physical movement and more than just like mental knowledge and cognitive thinking. Like when we open up our spirit and we open up ourselves to intuitive wisdom, it's, it's so wonderful to see what comes through. It's so magical. Like it's something that we're not even like taught how magical it is until we experience it and go through it ourselves, which is beautiful. Yeah, 100%. I think what you said about it's not just about the knowledge, but opening up your spirit is something I really want to emphasize for anybody that's kind of struggling to get through their tarot. Maybe they bought a deck and they're just really not connecting with it. Um, I think it's a balance between understanding the basics of the cards and their basic meanings. Um, I like to make a little quick chart that you can reference when you're learning that will kind of disconnect you from sticking your nose in the book and trying to read blatant descriptions because there is more information when you open up your spirit and you cannot do just one or the other you can't just read from spirit without any basis for the the cards and you cannot just read from the book because you're not actually getting the information you're just reading from a book so um anybody that's struggling to connect with their deck i really recommend slowly easing yourself out of the book and starting to really talk to the cards because there are certain cards I get and they are, they don't mean the definition to me anymore. That card, I know when I see that card, it's, um, it's a father figure that's, you know, way too heavy on their family. You know what I mean? Even though that's maybe not what the card actually means in the book, that's what it means. And so I know how to interpret it and it's always correct for my own symbolism. Um, so just really get to know your deck and really get a personality, um, like get an idea of the personality that your deck has. Um, because once you start to understand it, you have a relationship with your deck and that speaks way, way louder than just reading from the book. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes a level. It sounds very much like it takes a level of like deep self-trust when you're doing it too. Just like trust that yeah. you don't need the book or someone else telling you what these cards mean. You just, you have everything you need already inside you. Like you already have that wisdom just waiting to come through. And I think that that's one of the things that our society misses out on is like we emphasize so much lack and we're like you need to improve or you need to do this or like you don't have this or you don't have this quality and at the end of the day it's it's so amazing to drop down and be like well actually I do and actually I'm amazing and actually like I have everything I already need inside this beautiful human body that I'm experiencing and being able to channel wisdom 
is part of that <laughs> when we open yeah. ourselves up and trust ourselves to it, which is yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. Wow. I think you really, you really spoke to kind of the energy of tarot and a lot of what people overcome when they're trying to read is trusting themselves. And I think that's huge in a lot of spiritual practices is once you can get to the point where you understand your intuitive voice and you trust it, that is just huge. And you have to trust it no matter what. You have to trust it no matter what the face on the person you're reading is. You know, you have to trust it because they're going to turn around and be like, um, that was really accurate. I don't know how you did that. And, you know, they'll get a little upset about it. But um, yeah, just trusting your intuition, it's huge with cards because you have to be able to like, take off the training wheels of reading out of the book. And the sooner you do that, the better you get at it. Yes. I love that. And you're talking about having a relationship with your deck. So it's for tarot. And this is coming from a person who does not have a tarot deck. And I'm really curious to hear your opinion on this. So do you recommend having a tarot deck and then just using that one deck and getting really familiar and building a relationship with that? So it wouldn't be like, go buy 10 hundred different decks and like use them all from all over the place. But it sounds like you, you end up having an intimate connection with those specific cards, or is it more like an energetic connection and it doesn't matter what deck it is? Um, so I think this might change depending on which reader you ask, but for me, um, I've had the same deck for five years. They're dirty, they're old. And that's the deck that I got my first reading with. And I knew I connected with those cards. And so I bought that same deck. Um, I think it's a myth that somebody has to gift you the deck. I think it's silly that you have to like have this huge epiphany when you get the deck. If you connect with it, connect with it. Um, and I often recommend that people start out with something that has um, a little bit more facial expressions and things that are easier to read. Um, the Rider Weight deck, I know a lot of people start out with, that's the classic one. Um, but it doesn't work for everybody and it's, it's really hard to read. Um, so for me, I have another, I've bought other tarot decks and I can almost not read them at all because I am channeling so much through my specific cards. And now I have specific cards that mean specific things. There's so much layers of symbolism in the, that deck that I know I cannot read the same with a different deck. Um, so to me, I think a lot of it is uh, the relationship you build with your deck um, that that strengthens that um, and I think if you were really big into the definitions you could probably play with other decks but you might not receive that same channeled energy from your deck I love that I love that that's such great advice and I, I feel like oh, I totally had something in my mind and it slipped away wait hold on what was it oh it's I had one of the one of those total moments where it just like slipped out and came back in um, I get it <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Oh yeah, totally. Um, it happens so often. Um, so with the, with the deck and also, I think it's so beautiful too, how you mentioned that like some people will recommend, like, this is like the well-known deck that a lot of people recommend, but often at times it's hard to read. And I just want to encourage all of our listeners to, to take that self-trust beyond the, like, what you should do, the quote unquote shoulds, like what tarot dark deck should you start with like what should that first experience feel like the should dot 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 and and let yourself trust yourself like Paige is saying just trust what deck feels aligned with you and go for it like don't don't feel like you have to question it because maybe it's a different deck from the person that you know who likes tarot and to lean into that trust from the very beginning and see where it takes you to ride ride that intuitive wave 
and see where yeah, it goes. Absolutely. And I, the other thing I want to mention with like trying to learn is that like it did take me about five years to really be able to nail it the amount that I am now. Um, and so be persistent with it. If you really want to get into it, you're going to have to put some, some time and effort into it. I, you know, I think you should start a tarot journal. You should record all your readings you do. And so that you can look back on them and kind of see uh, what was interpreted correctly, what could be interpreted a different way. Um, you know, I think people get really hung up on making it perfectly accurate in the beginning that they don't actually, they kind of forget to listen, you know? Yes, I love that phrase that you try to make it so accurate or like go for the perfection of it that you forget to listen and you forget to receive. Love that. So for people who are listening and who are like, okay, now I'm feeling totally inspired and I need to go buy a tarot deck and I want to really get into this practice and learn all of this. What advice would you give them? Or people who are struggling, like you already mentioned, who might be struggling with their tarot deck or, and I know you've given so much advice already, but is there any like, like specific words that you'd like to tell anybody who's feeling very inspired right now and maybe is nervous? Mm, Yes. Um, So I think uh, everybody has their own form of divination. So really, if you're interested in the cards, you're drawn to the cards, that means you're supposed to work with them. If you're drawn to like pendulum readings, maybe try that. You know what I mean? So like, listen to what you're drawn to. From there, if you're picking out a deck, again, listen to what you're drawn to, right? You're trusting your intuition. You're looking at the imagery. You're seeing what resonates, what colors inspire you. There's so many beautiful tarot decks out there right now. And there's so many ways to interpret it that I think it's really important that you get one that speaks to you. Um, So once you're at that point and you have your deck and you're like, not really sure, I would really recommend playing with it in different ways other than just like spread readings. Um, So if you have um, a need for a certain energy that day, like, hey, I need to pull the strength card out and the high priestess card because I wanna be on top of it. I wanna feel intuitive and powerful and feminine today. I'm gonna put those on my altar space. Um, So if you have an altar space, put it on your altar space, um, look at it, you'll pull in that energy from them, and you'll kind of start to understand where their energy sits within you. Um, You can put them underneath your pillow when you sleep at night, if you want, like if you put the moon underneath your pillow, maybe you'll have some wild intuitive dreams or something, Um, you kind of get to explore the moon's energy through that card. there's a lot of other ways to use it. You could bring it in your pocket with you if you'd like. Um, if you are just struggling to make a decision, you could just whip out your deck and like open it right away. And whatever card it is, is the decision. And you have to be able to interpret that as which way you go. Um, so really challenging yourself to kind of play games with the cards, use them in innovative ways, might help you to feel a little bit more comfortable with them. Um, I also recommend giving everyone around you readings when I was still in kind of my learning phases, I was at beauty school at the time. And when I didn't have clients at beauty school, I would call up the teachers, the front desk workers, everybody who was sitting around. And I'd be like, can I give you a reading? Can I give you a reading? And everybody knew I would be over in my corner every night, hoping I wouldn't get a client so that I could give people readings all night. And that's what I did. And that's how I practiced. Um, you just have to be able to put yourself in a vulnerable position of like, I'm gonna just say these things and hopefully they resonate. Um, and if you continue with that, they will resonate every single time, um, at least with some part of it or somebody. And, um, I think it also opens up conversation with the person to kind of figure out more about what's going on. So if you're kind of halfway through a reading, you're not getting anything from the person, 
maybe start to be like, is any part of this resonating with you? And maybe it'll be like, yes, and it'll be like, I'm not really sure. And then kind of drive them in, in the direction of, is this about work? Is this about love? Is this feeling like it's about family relationships? Like whatever it is. So you can kind of narrow in on how to direct the cards from there. Um, and I find that that's really helpful. Now I can read and I'm like, oh, this is about your career. Oh, this is about this. But at the time it was sort of like, well, I'm not really sure which realm I'm even in. Um, the other thing I would recommend is pulling clarifying cards. This is something that you can do throughout the reading. I think if you stick to a really rigid um, spread, sometimes you forget to like connect the dots. So if I'm looking at a spread and it has the far past and then it has where I'm at currently, and I'm not really understanding how those two jumped, I might pull a clarifying and stick it right in between there. So I can see how the narrative kind of goes full circle. And for my readings, it's really important to be able to understand the story, the narrative, and how it wraps around into a, a message that um, can feel empowering enough for you to feel like you can tackle whatever it is. And you have, I'll give like mantras, self-care rituals, like podcast recommendations, whatever it is that they need. Um, to kind of move forward. And oftentimes I'll kind of hear that from my guides. They'll be like, oh, I'm just receiving a download that you need to check out this so that it can help empower you in this way when you're going through this shadow. Um, but yeah, I always see a shadow period in the spread. So it's kind of like, how are you navigating this shadow? What is it gonna do for you? And then how are you gonna end up at the end of it? Um, and I think if you start to do spreads in a way that just is a conversation, it works a lot better than trying to be so rigid about it. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm feeling so inspired right now. Yes. That is amazing. And I love how, I love how you were talking about, you have like a very playful energy, like when you're talking about it and like when you're like playing and experience, like <laughs> experimenting with it. And I love that. Cause I think that there's, I think it's so easy for us to get caught up in like, I need to be perfect. I need to nail this right away. Like I need to do this a certain way. There is a correct way to do this. There is a correct message to come forth. Like, and I love how, as you were talking about it and presenting it, you, the, the things you were recommending was like, play with it, like play with, like do different things with your cards, experiment, have fun, like enjoy them, like, ex like fully experience that, uh, pull, like pull an extra card. Like it's really beautiful to hear you talk about it in that way. And it feels very empowering as a listener to kind of like let go of that perfection and just like be like, show up in it and show up for it and see what comes up. And I think that's really magical. And I just want to thank you for that perspective because it's very inspiring. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad that it's uh, resonating and people are understanding. I have, I have a very playful Aquarius Pisces mix in me. And I think that you should forget about the rules because it's always worked out better for me. So I think um, if you're one of those people that likes to follow the rules and the format, you might find that magic has no format. And so it might be important for you to break down those walls a little bit and start to feel free. Yes. Oh, I love that, that phrase to feel free. And I've totally like, I love that playful energy too. <laughs> I feel like it's so amazing. It transforms like a world that feels very rigid. And like, there's ways you do things. Like, as soon as you start bringing that playful energy into your life, it's so transformative. It's, it's very freeing. I love that you mentioned that word of just feeling free and throwing out the rule book and just letting yourself like feel into the expanse of what what magic feels like which is amazing oh. yes. that's what it's all about right <laughs> yes I love it so much 
Okay. Paige, thank you so much for being here on the podcast today. This has been an amazing episode and has been so much fun. Um, and I want to ask what, so for everybody listening, who's like, yes, first off, I need a reading from Paige. Yes. I want to learn more about Reiki. Yes. I need to contact her and just have a conversation with her because she's super cool. Or I want to follow her and stalk her for a bit. Um, what are the best medium or media for people to follow you on? Um, and do you have any kind of promotions or anything that you are offering right now that you would like to share with our listeners who are like super ready? Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at the holistic skin, Witch. I post a lot of skincare, you know, like holistic skincare tips. Um, I'll post videos of my clients, things like that. I'll show you, you know, here's tips for Aquarius season. Here's tips for navigating this. I do weekly tarot readings on there. Um, so if you're interested, definitely check that out. You can also check out my website that I now have, um, theholisticskinwitch.com. Um, and you can contact me through there. And if you mention that you have watched this podcast or just say Lilia, then you can get 50% off any of my readings right now because I now do virtual readings. Yay. So everybody can do readings um, and they can get them done virtually safe from their homes. I offer two different formats. Um, you can get a recorded video from me. Um, or we can do a live Zoom so you can interact. Um, both of those work for different people. If you're really busy, you want to do the recorded one or you want to revisit it all the time, totally works. Um, but yeah, check out my website, theholisticskinwitch.com and you can get 50% off your first reading if you just say Lilia. Um, <laughs> and I would love to give all the lovely uh, listeners a reading anytime. Um, I think it's super important for people to experience, especially if you're just trying to get into tarot. It really helps to get some readings done. Um, it helps you to understand things a lot better. Thank you. First off, thank you for that beautiful offering. Everybody listening, head over to Paige's website, take her up on that offer because that is so amazing. She is so gifted and talented at tarot readings. And I can say this firsthand from experiencing them. It's truly amazing. So I encourage you to definitely head over there. Also, Paige, your website is gorgeous. I was, as soon as you launched it, I went to it and I was like stalking the whole website and it was beautiful. Thank Love you. It. You know uh, that uh, Northrop Studios with the beautiful graphic design. I know she's working on stuff for you as well. So that's really exciting. She is. If anybody who's listening to this uh, episode, I have whole new graphic design like look coming out within the next few weeks and Northrop Photography or Northrop Studios, Emily Northrop is designing it and it's so amazing. But I love, I love how she designed your website. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I put hours into it and, uh, I'm really glad that now I can actually accept like virtual payments and get it going a little bit, especially during this quarantine time. I think people really need readings and I wanted to give it to them. I was like, virtually, I'm very strong at readings now. So I feel um, really comfortable being able to give that to people. Yes, I love it. I love it. Everybody head over to Paige's website, go check that out, schedule a reading and like step into this like really amazing world of tarot. I'm so excited for all of you guys to do that. Paige, is there any last words or last thing that you would like to share with our audience before we close out this episode? Any last words you'd like to share? Um, I just want to say a happy Aquarius season to everybody. I hope that you take this time to step outside the box and really explore new ideas um, and really enjoy this podcast. Um, and feel free to connect with me online. Um, and thank you, Lilia, for giving me this amazing opportunity to have a 
conversation that more people get to listen to because um, I think it's a really powerful platform and uh, I'm glad that people get to hear and sense and uh, digest what we're able to talk about today. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your wisdom and sharing your light and sharing this space with us. And thank you to all of our listeners for sharing this this last hour and this last space for us and really holding this space for yourself to dive into this wisdom and find what resonates and find what lights you up and explore it further. Thank you, everybody who is here. Thank you, Paige. Thank you, listeners. And I can't wait to see you all in our next episode. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with us today. This podcast truly lights me up and I hope that it lit up your day with some inspiration too. If you are loving this episode, I invite you to head over to the show notes and sign up for my emailing list. Not only will you get a free cycle tracking guide, which is amazing and completely life-changing by the way, (laughs) but you will also get a new podcast episode delivered directly to your inbox every week so you don't miss any of the magic. I want to hear from you too. So what topics would you like us to cover this season? And what are you super excited about? This podcast is really about you and inspiring and empowering you in your life. So I want to know what you want to hear. I would love for you to come visit me over on my Instagram at Lilia, L-I-L-I-A underscore Gestin, G-E-S-T-S-O-N. And on my website, liliagestin.com. Let's connect and get to know each other. I'm sending you so much love in your day and I will see you on our next episode.